Hello, forgiver. Today I am talking about the topic of self-forgiveness. Forgiving ourselves is in line with the second commandment to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Loving ourselves as God loves us requires fully accepting who he created us to be. We cannot extend to others what we can't do for ourselves. So listen closely, grab a notebook and a pen, your favorite beverage, and I'll meet you on the other side of the intro. Hello, Forgiver. Welcome to the Forgiveness is for You podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Silva, Forgiveness Guide and Catholic Mindset Coach. I've spent 30 years in therapy for sexual, physical, emotional, and racial trauma, but therapy could only take me so far. I believe that there's freedom in forgiveness, but we cannot do it alone. Do you struggle forgiving yourself or others? Are you ashamed of what happened to you in the past? Do you harbor unforgiveness toward the adults who are supposed to protect you but didn't? Do you resent a whole class of people because you were discriminated against? On this podcast, we talk about all things forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, and how you can begin to forgive yourself, others, and God. Allow me to be your forgiveness guide. Let's begin. Here's a question for you. What's the most shameful thing you've ever done that keeps popping its head out at the most inconvenient times that you just can't seem to forgive yourself for? Yep, that thing that you did one time umpteenth years ago. I get it. I have that thing too. We're human and shame has been around since the father found Adam and Eve clothed in fig leaves in the Garden of Eden after they consumed the fruit of the tree of knowledge and condemned us all to mortality. Maybe it's not just that one thing. Maybe it's a series of little things that add up to a big thing, like saying the wrong thing or saying the right thing at the wrong time and hurting someone's feelings or even damaging their reputation. Maybe it's repeatedly putting yourself in situations that cause you to feel shame afterwards. It could even be a situation where you physically lashed out at someone and the memory is still etched in your mind. It could also be that you engaged in some form of self-harm to relieve yourself of emotional pain and you don't do it anymore, but there's still shame attached to the memory. Here's a really hard one. Perhaps it has nothing to do with what you did, but what someone else did to you or what you witness them do to someone else that is causing you to feel like you are to blame. Shame and blame are tango partners in keeping us stuck in unforgiveness of self. When it comes to forgiving ourselves, we must be ready, willing, and able to face the parts of us that carry the shame attached to the memory of what transpired. As I mentioned in my first episode, One psychotherapy modality that was very helpful to me in my recovery from various traumas is Internal Family Systems, or IFS, developed by Dr. Richard Schwartz. So I'm going to talk about IFS now, but before I do that, I want to just make a disclaimer here. I am not a psychotherapist. I am not a qualified practitioner. This work that I am going to describe to you is serious, deep work and should only be done with a certified psychotherapist in the safety of their office. 
Ultimately, this modality can provide the clarity that you might need to determine exactly what you are forgiving yourself for. It's only one way of looking at it. There's, like I said before, more than 7 billion of us, and we're all going to come to this place of self-forgiveness in our own way. IFS might enable you to release shame that belongs to someone else. So if you feel like you are in this place where you need someone to help you figure these things out, I really highly recommend that you find a certified practitioner of internal family systems therapy. So Dr. Schwartz posits that as humans, just as we live and function inside systems like educational, religious, and political systems on a macro level, our family system on a micro level, inside of us, we are comprised of a core self and a number of separate identifiable parts, an internal family system. These parts have their own thoughts, feelings, goals, and even sensations present in our bodies. It's not unusual to hear someone say things like, a part of me just wants to do something, you know, X, or I just don't like that part of so-and-so. So IFS is even evident in our everyday language. Dr. Schwartz describes our core selves with what he calls the eight C's, compassion, curiosity, clarity, creativity, calm, confidence, courage, and connectedness. He identified two categories or types of parts. The first category is exiles. As their name indicates, they are disconnected parts from our core selves that carry the memories, pain, and negative emotions from our past painful experiences. The second category is protectors. These parts protect the exiles by completely eliminating the pain or protecting them from experiencing additional pain. Protectors themselves can be divided into two groups, managers and firefighters. Manager parts use all means possible to stop the memory or the experience from being activated or the pain from resurfacing. In real life, this could look a lot like controlling or preemptive behavior. A part of me might want to avoid certain places because I'm afraid that I'm going to encounter someone I don't want to see because my painful memory will be activated. Firefighters, those are the parts that extinguish, numb, or completely dull the pain. The pain can become so overwhelming that I might resort to substances or behaviors to stop it from reoccurring. If you've ever watched a shouting match over what appears to be a trivial issue from the outside, a firefighter may be present. From a faith perspective, our core selves can be considered our imago Dei or the image and likeness of God that is within us. We know that our parts are integrated into our core selves when the emotions they carry are no longer activated when we have external encounters or within our interior dialogue of shame and blame. If we're, if we're constantly inside our heads, blaming ourselves and shaming ourselves, we are still disintegrated. When we start experiencing true joy, when we are no longer 
activated emotionally in a negative way by the memories that we hold, we know that those parts are now becoming integrated into our core selves. As a child, I learned early on that education was my key to freedom. And that achiever part of me, while putting me on a path to freedom, also left damage in her wake that I've had to forgive myself for and make a lot of amends for over time. I would like to share with you a personal story that I wrote in my book, With You Always, A Journey with Jesus. And it's called Right Judgment, but I want you to really pay attention to how this part of me that was really protective of me, who that was trying to manage not achieving this way out of the situation that I was in, destroyed a relationship with a really good friend. When I was a senior in high school, my desire to finish my high school career and attend college was the myopic lens through which I viewed the world. My life was built around my studies. Around me, all hell was breaking loose. The country was going up in flames, including my school. The people of South Africa were rising up against the apartheid government, and that included students. I was petrified that we wouldn't finish the school year and then I wouldn't have the opportunity to escape the prison of poverty and oppression. I had big dreams to travel the world and leave South Africa behind. My identity was wrapped up in my performance as a student and my local renown as a singer. I was popular because I was seen as smart and entertained protesting masses with my singing voice. Everywhere I went, people knew me, the one who could sing or the smart one. I found my strength in those words, but they were also a trap. I used those words as a measurement to judge others. When I heard through the grapevine that one of my best friends and some other students were planning protest action at school, I remarked loudly, that empty vessels make the loudest noise, meaning those who are the most vocal are not so smart. When the principal called me into his office to find out what they were planning, I realized the danger of the situation. I played dumb, but word got out that I had been called into the office, and I was soon interrogated by my friend. I told her what had happened in the principal's office and that I had not betrayed her, but I lost a friend that day anyway. My statement about empty vessels made it to her ears, and she was highly offended. She felt judged and humiliated by it. I had made a judgment from my own very limited view of the world, failing to see the bigger picture of the liberation struggle. More importantly, I made myself out to be superior to others based on my academic performance and singing talent. My harsh judgment cost me a lifelong friendship. I can only hope that time has healed her wound and that I am forgiven. I do want to say that I have let go of this. I have spent some time with the Lord and allowing him to see that part of me that really was extremely protective, if you think about it. My goal was to get out of a country that was in turmoil, and I wanted a new life for myself. And that protective part, the part that blurted out, was that firefighter. So you can see that our parts do protect us from harm. In this case, it completely backfired. And you will notice that when people are in relationships and those parts are activated, 
our emotions take over and then there's damage afterwards and forgiveness has to happen at some point. So I wrote my friend a letter. I asked her to forgive me and I never heard from her again. Not knowing if I was ever forgiven to me meant that I had to continue carrying the shame and the guilt that I felt about what I had said and done, but I was wrong. I know a lot more about forgiving myself now. How we learn to forgive can have devastating long-term effects on our mental health. In the next episode, I will explore how we learn to forgive and give an explanation of my own process of self-forgiveness. Please be tender with yourself. Forgiveness is serious business. May the grace of the Lord be with you as you contemplate what you learn today. If this podcast is making a difference in your life, please hit subscribe below and consider writing a review. Share the link with a friend, take a screenshot and share on your social media. Connect with me as your forgiveness guide. I will hold space for you as you work through your pain and rewrite your story. Sign up for my 5 Days to Forgiveness self-guided mini audio retreat at www.drkaren.com. Check out my website for how you can bring me to your church or small faith sharing group. And remember friends, forgiveness is for you.